0: Broadcasting from the front lines, this is the Frontline Podcast. Welcome to the Frontline Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Price. Today, we're going to talk about uh, how to be a finisher. Um, This is part of the uh, True Grit uh, series that we're doing. So, have you ever started a project, an assignment, or a job uh, with a sudden burst of enthusiasm only to be slowed down by an obstacle and stopped short of your goal by frequent obstacles? I know I have. Um, I've started many projects, just only get frustrated and it just gave up. The strength of a person's character, and more specifically strength of a man's character, their grit and drive to succeed is determined by whether or not they can finish what they started. The one whom our every effort, thought and action should be measured was a finisher. We look at John 4, 34 in the NIV, it says, "'My food, which is what nourishes us,' said Jesus. It's to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Not only was Jesus a finisher, but he gave us what we, th- what we need to be that, uh, that way as well. So if we look in Philippians 1.6 in the uh, NLT uh, version, it says, And I'm certain that God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it's finally finished on the day when Jesus returns. We want to be able to say the words found on the, the day of our judgment, uh, as found in 2 Timothy 4.7, which it says, I fought the good fight. Just think about that. I fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. If you want to be a finisher, the words of Hebrews 12.2 should be like second nature. The verse says, fixing our eyes on Jesus. So when it says fixing our eyes on Jesus, it means avoid distractions. The pioneer and perfecter of faith for the joy set before him, he endures the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So let's break this down. We need to finish the journey we have started that God has set us on. We will face difficult adversity along the way. We'll have a lot of hiccups, we'll have a lot of obstacles. It's not gonna be easy. However, we must continue our work. We must forge forward. We must fix our eyes on Jesus in all that we do and avoid any distraction along the way. Jesus finished what God had him do and he endured the suffering of the cross. Jesus was a finisher. So let's welcome our guest, Dan Stoyer host of the Finish Last, a podcast that is searching for ways to live like Jesus in in a modern world. Here's a really fun fact. He is an avid Spider-Man fan. (laughs) I'm an avid Iron Man fan, so we'll get really along in
1: the whole Marvel Universe. (laughs) Welcome, (laughs) Dan. Well, thanks for having me on, Mike. And yes i just love the idea of spider-man and iron man too. and i did take a look at your facebook and saw that your cover photo was like a awesome picture of all the marvel characters i thought that was pretty neat yeah the last supper (laughs) (laughs) i thought it looked like that i didn't want to guess but i thought that was such a cool such a cool way to put it on their facebook like that
0: yeah yeah i thought it was really cool uh so uh, today, you know, we're talking about being a finisher and I think that's really important as men is, you know, when we start a project or or we are um, doing something, we need to finish what we're starting. We can't just give up because, you right. know, if, you, if you're, a, ch- if you're a, a father and you have a young daughter or a, or a young son, they have to look up to you and you have to exemplify being a finisher. You got to show them what it means to finish it regardless of the outcome. Jesus, who we look up to, was a finisher. God sent him to die on the cross. He didn't have to. Mm-hmm. He chose to. He finished what he was was um, directed to do. Right. So, so finish a journey God has a set on. Tell me if, about the journey God has called you to pursue.
1: Oh, wow. That is a... Good question there, Mike. Um, Me personally, when I think of my journey, I think that a fancy way of my testimony and how God has me where I'm at right now or why I'm rooted in the place I'm in. And I'd have to go back to when I was 16 and that feels like 30 million years ago, but in reality, only about 16 years ago, uh, I was really pumped to play basketball. Um, knew I was going to make varsity that year. So it was very exciting. And I put all my identity in the game of basketball because that's where I found my purpose. I mean, I was still a Christian, but Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is how I got on TV, got in the newspaper. It was really fun and satisfying to play basketball. And then when I was training for that, I was playing a pickup game, made a layup to win the game. And next thing I knew landed on my knee awkwardly and snap. And what I found out later, I tore my ACL in my knee, which is very important when you have to move side to side for stability. Mm -hmm. So without that, you couldn't play basketball. And when I heard that I was crushed, I did not know what to do with myself. And it was kind of a wake up moment and saying, God telling me, yes, basketball is a wonderful thing and it's fun to do, but it's only a tool, a tool that helps spread God's glory. It shouldn't be something that takes over God. And just during that time of trying to recover from that, and I actually got baptized later that year because of that, because God's just saying, Hey, basketball is fun, but there's a much higher purpose going on in life right now. And what's interesting about that is just even though I felt on my lowest, God still used that time to still impact my life today. It's because of that, that I got introduced to the world of physical therapy. And I remember my doctor telling me, You're going to have to do physical therapy to help recover from your knee. And I looked at my doctor and I went, What is physical therapy? I have something I've never heard of before. And he said, It's someone that helps you get stronger. So I went through the whole process, took about four or five months. And this is how good God is. I recovered in five months, and there was still a month of the basketball season left. And I helped my team win the championship and got all tournament honors on top of that. And I'm like, this is only God. There's no, there's no way I could go from point A to point B. And it was just so fascinating. So that's how I got into physical therapy. I went to school for it. And after I graduated with the degree in kinesiology, which is the study of human movement, I applied to doctorate school for three years and not get in. Oh, geez. So, so it was frustrating because I'm like, Okay, I feel like I have this calling in my life yet all these walls are being brought up. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, God, you got me through the knee injury. You're going to, I know you're going to help me through this. So mm-hmm. what was, what was funny is I, that's when I became a personal trainer, um, fitness coach at the Y and then I did a full 180 and started working for the post office as a mail carrier. And I have a lot of respect for what they do because it's not as easy as it seems. I mean, right. once you get the hang of it, it becomes a lot easier. But wow, it it can be tough, <laughs> but but I just learned about customer service and organization and all that. Mm-hmm. And then this ad popped up, or my I think my mom also pointed out, is that it was a school for physical therapist assistant. So working under a physical therapist, and I went, okay, I'll give it a shot. And one thing led to another, and then I went to school there for two years. Got my license in July 2018 and um, have been a physical therapist assistant ever since. I actually just relicensed myself back in February, early February of this year. So Mm -hmm. it's mind blowing just seeing what's going on, just showing that even though I might have a calling here on earth, just seeing how God helped me out when I was at my lowest just shows me that God never walks away from you. It's you walking away from God. It's you looking away from God where things might go wrong in your life. And I've just used that story to encourage countless others with that. And I just think if I can impact one person with that story for Jesus, then I think whatever I go through life, it will be completely worth it in the end.
0: Oh, absolutely. So on your path to being a a physical uh, therapist assistant, so what... So what obstacles did you encounter during that? Because I'm sure it wasn't really easy to,
1: you know, be that.
0: (laughs) I'm sure you had some setbacks.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, everything led up to that that I just said would be a setback. Um, The program was actually an hour and a half from where I lived. So I'd have to drive 90 minutes one way and 90 minutes back home about three, four days a week. Mm -hmm. I, I had carpooled with someone in the class. So that was nice. We took turns, but he still lived a half hour away. So even on a day when... I didn't have to drive the full distance. I still had to drive an hour round trip. And uh, what was interesting during the program, there's something called checkoffs. And it's skills tests. So learning how to fit someone to a walker or crutches or learning how to safely use an electric simulation machine or things like that. And on each checkoff, there'd be starred items. And every time, if you got a starred item wrong and that was the only thing you got wrong, you automatically failed. So it was very, very stressful. And for each checkoff, you were given three attempts. And if you failed a checkoff three times, you would be let go out of the program. Mm-hmm. No questions asked. You couldn't fight your way out of it. And one of the first checkoffs, I got to my third checkoff just because of nerves. And then I would like barely be off. And God just said, Hey, just trust in me. You'll be fine. And I remember doing it. And it was like, it felt like I was almost Daniel the lion's to a point where I'm like, Oh, am I going to get out of this? And <laughs> thankfully I did. And just showed me that, yeah, life's going to be tough, Dan, but it's going to be worth it. And what was great is just, um, I also learned through that that community is so important. Mm-hmm. I know early in my Christian walk, I'd say in early college, I was afraid of losing my faith. So I would kind of hide it because of all the fears that people would, drive into me and other people, they're like, well, this guy was a Christian and now he's not. So I kind of was almost a spiritual loner early in college when I went to Milwaukee. And, but God just, again, showed me if you have community, not only will you enjoy life, it'll make life easier absolutely, in a way. So when I have my friends through the physical therapy program, we actually helped each other out. If one of us had a rough day, we'd say, Hey, let's go over here. And let's, Work on this skill together, or we had, or you had problems with this part of the test. Here, let's go over it together. So it was so easier sharing that load with others, and that just God teaching me that hey, if we do this in the church more often, not only would the church be a great place to go, obviously, but it'd be more effective to helping grow the community around us. So just just even learning lessons like that during the process was definitely well worth the wait and well worth the trials that I had to overcome to see what God had for me in store.
0: Yeah. It just sounds like God was just trying to guide you in a a direction that he wanted you to go. Um, So, you know, let's circle back. So, you know, when you're going through these adversities, what are, what is going to your mind? Like, I mean, is there a doubt? Is there like, you know, Hey, am I going in the right direction? Is this really what God wants me? Like,
1: yeah, kind of like confusion, yeah. <laughs> I would say, or frustration would be like not seeing, like not connecting the whole story. Like it felt like there was a loose connection, mm-hmm. kind of like, kind of like, I mean, we're both Marvel fans with everything going on, just like how <laughs> we see all the 21 movies and like what's going on. Then you look at Endgame and see them all connect and all the callbacks. And yeah. like, and Oh, that's why that happened. And that's why that happened. Just like your Christian walk, it's so easy that after the fact, you're like, oh, that's why this happened or that's why this happened and that's why I am here today being the person I am. But at the same time, um, going through all the trials earlier in life, I can share this now back in April of this 2020, I actually lost my job as a physical therapist assistant at a short-term nursing facility Mm -hmm. because there was no one to see because of the pandemic. Yeah. And part of it was at a short-term nursing facility, if someone was admitted there, family could not ever come to see the patient. So someone would be there three weeks, they'd have no family contact, they'd be alone. So I don't blame them for not wanting to go. So, but during that time, I'm like, okay, what's going on? I'm supposed to be married in a month. And here I am on the employment line. No idea what's going to happen. And God just told me, Dan, you know, remember when he tore your ACL? Remember when you couldn't get into physical therapy school? Remember when you couldn't find a girl? And then I brought this wonderful woman into your life where I'm now married to about nine months, which is very exciting. He just said, Hey, it's going to be okay, Dan. It's gonna be okay, just trust in me. And then I always remember that verse, James one, two through four, about how to face trials with joy. And I'm not saying every trial brings joy, obviously, in the beginning, but it was just so strange how that happened. And God just said, Hey, remember all this stuff that happened? There's a reason why it happened, and it's gonna be okay. Just trust in me. And it's a lesson I'm still learning each and every day. But (laughs) (laughs) yes, yeah, but it's just completely worth it. And completely, again, makes life so much easier if you can hold on to that truth. Yeah. God, God, just wants us to see the positive in those trials. That's
0: the whole point of it is, you know, when we're going through those trials, He's building us up. He is, he is physically rehabbing our soul. That's exactly what he's doing. And I think that's really interesting that he had you on the path towards physical therapy because behind the scenes in, in your soul, he's rehabbing your soul to focus more on him And, uh, you know, I I always think that that's a really interesting parallel on how God is just really rehabbing all of us. And it's hard to see the, you know, while we're going on the path, what the ultimate buildup is. Just like with the Marvel movies, you're like, you watch the first Iron Man, knowing that the first Iron Man is building this gigantic Marvel universe that none of us knew was happening. Right. But how the Tony Stark how he just built that iron man suit in that cave launched the you know a cataclysmic big epic universe and i think sometimes that's hard for us to to see that just how one little thing that god just started us on that path what the ultimate end result's going to be and i think you know for me it's it's hard to you know keep focus and and always think you know at the end god is God is going to bring us through all this and we need to finish that, that journey. And sometimes it's hard to know what that journey is. And, you know, it's dealing with that doubt and um, that uncertainty of whether or not you're on the right path. So how did you deal with that? Like, how did you come to terms like, yes, this is exactly what God wanted me to do. And you were
1: like certain, what was that point? Um, well, I would say personally maybe it's because I'm part German maybe it's because I'm stubborn <laughs> try, <laughs> trying to and go try, yeah trying trying to go through that about um just having this call of physical therapy I know when I went through that process when I was 16 16 17 um being a patient myself I was just so fascinated with the process and like nothing else felt like that mm-hmm. when I was trying to look for a job or what I was supposed to do I know when I was that age, I wanted to be a physical therapist, a pastor or an astronomer. Talk about three different weird jobs. And I still love astronomy yeah. to a point because I love stargazing and all, all that fun stuff and seeing like shooting stars and satellites in the summer triangle and all that. But um, what just uh came to me with that is just everything that was happening as far as the opportunities opening up and and just the fact that I, I like to help people. I know I took that Enneagram test. It's become really popular again for some reason. And I turned out to be a two, which is a helper. And I went, well, that sounds like me. Yes, I like to help <laughs> others. And That's what I do each and every day I'm out in the field. I mean, right now I'm in home health. So I actually go in my car and drive to someone's house and help them get stronger, help with caregiver training or whatever the goals are for that patient. And it's so cool because you're actually going into their environment. You're seeing what stairs they have to progress, what obstacles get in their way. And basically, I'm becoming known to that person and become part of their family in a mm-hmm. way, being their professional clinician, making sure they're safe and be able to stay at home. And I just love it because there's so many parallels to physical therapy and the Christian walk. Um, just like with church, yeah, you can go to church, but it's difference between going to church and just sitting there and then being known like actually talking to people in the congregation, getting maybe taking someone out to lunch for fun, getting to know them, or actually praying for someone and actually doing it in that time and not saying, Oh, I'm gonna pray for you, and then you go home and forget about it, which I know I've done a couple of times in my life. Well, I'd say more than a couple, but um and uh just just about consistency. Cause I know with physical therapy, we give them exercises, we give them tools. But if they don't do it consistently, they're not going to get stronger. Just like right. we don't consistently plug ourselves into community of faith, or plug ourselves into the Word, or plug ourselves into pers- inner growth to help the community grow as well as ourselves grow, then uh, we really can't. We really can't have much of an impact that God has. And I know recently I'm in a home church, and it's this book called Backyard Pilgrim. Really, really fun read. Um, and I actually wrote my own definition of community because I think it's so important. Right. Um, I think community is needing each other with God at the center to help us individually grow to reach out to others. So it's about this constant renewal process. And that's how I came up with a podcast finished last is that when Jesus lived on earth, his whole his whole goal was to serve others. His whole goal was to save those that were lost and it's a struggle with us every day because we like to focus on ourselves yeah. <laughs> constantly i know i do even in the smallest things yeah but just finding ways even small ways you can have an impact on others for christ is something that i'm striving to do each and every day and it's just an exciting journey path that i've been on the past couple of years with this
0: yeah and i think people forget so jesus who could have came down here to earth to rule everybody. If he decided to turn away from God, could have ruled everybody. But what he did was he put himself last in everything he did. He served everybody else. And when he finished his journey, he didn't finish the journey for himself. He finished it because that's what God wanted it. He actually died for everybody. He put himself at the end of finishing this all. He put himself last. And I think that we forget that when we're on a journey, the journey is not for us, right? It is for others. Mm -hmm. And I think that everybody forgets that in our spiritual journey, they always think that, you know, they, they need to get something out of that journey. And that is not the goal of our journey here on earth. And, Mm -hmm. and it's about helping others. How can we help minister the gospel and how to bring others? Um, And as you said before, our journey is a tool to spend, to, to help spread God's glory. And I think people forget that. And, you know, how did, because, you you know, going all the way back, you're into sports and the sports, a lot of times, you know, I was into baseball. It's very much about ourselves. Yeah. You know, how well I could hit, how well I could field or, you know, with you, like how many points you can score, Mm -hmm. et cetera. How To go from that to being a Christian to putting yourself last, it's got to be very difficult because that as an athlete, that's not second nature at all because every sports player we see, it's all about themselves. It's about putting their brand on everything. So, you know, how did you get from that mindset from being a, a, you know, a sports player to being a christian how did that mindset change because that's got that had to have been difficult
1: i would i would say so because especially now with just how the world is becoming well america specifically is becoming more individualistic mm-hmm. like ever going to college and it was all about what can you do to boost your own resume what can you do to boost your credentials or get a better grade and All that crazy stuff is that if you just focus on yourself constantly, I mean, sure, you might have an individual thing that is amazing. You might get a pay raise, you might get something like that, but it feels so empty. Yeah, It doesn't feel because there's no one there supporting you on your journey. And what's so great about being a Christ follower is that we always have Jesus there to back us up. Even when we're being jerks and self-centered and all that, Jesus is always there to pick us back up. And what's so great about just even basketball what that taught me is that yes, individual stuff is great, but team's team-based stuff is even better. Mm-hmm. So having that team around you for that one goal is fantastic. Just like the um Christian walk is that yes, there is a team base where you need to have community in order to grow, but you also need that individuality as well to grow personally because you can't grow off as of somebody else. Right. And you shouldn't expect other people to grow off of you. you. You shoot back and forth, just like in the Bible, iron sharpens iron. And what I found fascinating is that you should learn to be a Christian and not just by a Christian, by association. Just say, yeah, I'm a Christian because I hang out with so-and-so. My parents were Christians and all that. But one day when we die and we face God one-on-one and he says, why should I let you into heaven? It's like, well, I knew so-and-so and -and -and so-and-so. No, I I didn't ask who you know. I asked, why should I let you into heaven? And we all know that it's because we accept Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior, believe in all your heart and then confess your sins and then live out that life daily the best you can with your heart. And it's really all about a heart change. And you could have something with good intentions, but if there's no love in there, if there's no heart, then there's really no purpose behind it. God understands the process just like the widow's offering which is one of my favorite stories in the bible everyone giving the lots of money towards jesus ministry and it was the widow giving the one penny or however much she gave and jesus pointed that out because he knew that was all she had and she truly gave from her heart without trying to show off so just that story has just been on my mind constantly <laughs> and is just something that i try to live by which has been frustrating at times, but it's definitely a journey worth following.
0: Yeah. You know, sports, sports are very much about um, being a team player, um, like in baseball, you know, yes. You know, when you're up to play and you're hitting, it's about you, but ultimately you're trying to score, a, you know, score a run or even get on base so that the guy behind you can then hit you in. Same thing with basketball. You can't win by yourself you got to have your other teammates to, you know, help, you know, pick screen, you know, help get you closer to the um, net. Mm -hmm. So I think that's very interesting because in our spiritual growth, we need community and for us to finish our journey. I think you really need community. So how important do you think it is for community or for a Christian man to be in community with other Christian men in order for them to be a finisher in their journey?
1: Oh, it's absolutely essential. Absolutely 100% essential. And it's something that I struggled with for a while because I took my past experiences from other churches I went to and put it on other people at churches I went to after that unfairly. Because it's very easy to shape our lives and our mindset after what we've previously done or previously experienced. Like I know I went to a church once, there was a college group, And I just sat by myself the whole time. No one really came up to me. No one said, hey, what's going on? And I remember I went to work later that week and some people wanted to go to a bar and they had Mexican food and I don't drink. So I'm like, I just want the Mexican food. And I remember just sitting there at the bar and this random person just said hi to me and started talking to me. And I'm like, why can't the church be maybe more like this (laughs) than than this bar? I was like, wow, it really was an eye opener. But um, God was just uh, teaching me that humans aren't perfect. Other humans in your life are going to mess up. And that's not what we should judge them on. Um, And we're not allowed to judge because we don't know what's going on in their lives. So Mm -hmm. personally, you should just put your best foot forward and say, Hey, I'm Dan. And I really want to get connected. I really want to find ways to grow. And I think the best way to get involved in community is what you can do. To help. And it can be small things. It could be being an usher at church. It could be praying with someone. It could be just listening Mm -hmm. to someone in the group. And I know with everything going on, I know some churches still aren't meeting because of the pandemic. And what's great though, at least with my church, we have all our services on Zoom and there's still like prayer things where you can click on a link and then someone can pray with you one on one. We still have home churches where it's about seven to 10 people and we connect that way about just an inner growth of community. And I think we need community because it's what Jesus did. Yes. Um, Like he, like he preached to 5,000 people and all that, but he had his inner circle of 10, 12 people where he could connect and have lessons taught, but also help them grow and help bond them together as one unit. And, what I find fascinating is after Jesus died and the Ascension and all that stuff is that the disciples went on their own way and they made their own communities and Mm -hmm. reached out kind of as offshoots of that, not about them, but finding ways to reach out to the community to bring them back to the foundation, which is God. So it's sometimes a struggle with community because it can be frustrating, but things that are hard are worth it in life. That oh, I have learned it's completely worth it so I would say the sooner you plug in the sooner that you can grow and the sooner that you can be used for Jesus in ways that you cannot imagine
0: so you were saying you were you had a hard time getting into community um, I'm, I'm very similar so I'm very much an introvert mm-hmm. and sometimes social interactions aren't exactly comfortable for me mm-hmm. and I'm slowly realizing that you have to get outside your comfort zone. If you're going to grow, you can't grow if you're, you know, constantly being withdrawn. So how did, how did you get yourself outside your comfort zone to really make that effort to be in community?
1: Well, it's not easy because I'm an (laughs) introvert as well, but I become an extrovert once I get to know you. So it's kind of like, uh, I'm a combo would be the best way to say it. Um, I would say just, as Nike says, just do it. I mean, it's <laughs> it's not some elaborate advice, I know, but it is there are ways to get connected. Sometimes just through Facebook. I know I'm a part of a couple of podcast groups called Christian Podcast Association and Christian Podcast Community on Facebook, and that's how I've connected with people from Switzerland and Australia and London and all these things that I would have never done if I never took that first step forward and what I originally liked about Facebook is that was the goal of Facebook when they first opened Mm -hmm. was it was just for college students and you had to be part of that class and it was a way to connect with people before you met in person. So for me personally, find those opportunities. I know most churches have, you know, small groups or they have some picnic things in the summer. They have other outreaches. Um, I know one of the things at my church is we have someone there who runs a restaurant. They have three restaurants in the city, but they run something called Concrete Kettle, where they run a little food truck on the streets of Milwaukee and give out soup for free. But it's a way for people to connect in the community. And actually someone got a job offer at one of those things, which was really cool. So um, we we think we have this elaborate plan. We have this elaborate thing of how community looks like when it's really just saying hi to someone, and Mm -hmm. saying, Hi, my name is Dan. And once someone knows your name, that's when you can become known to that person. When you come next time, you're like, Hey, there's Dan, let's see how he's doing. And then from there, once you become plugged in as part of that community and practice reading the Bible and practice ways to grow yourself, you can impact that community. And not only can you impact that community, that community can impact you. And there's going to be days where you feel like you don't want to be, be a part of that community. You're going to have moments where it's like, I don't know about this, but in the long run, I would say it's definitely, definitely worth your time.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's something that I'm slowly learning myself is just how important community is, especially if you're, you know, you can't grow by yourself. And I think it's really important for other men to, you know, connect with other men. I know it's really difficult. Uh, We have, you know, with the pandemic, a lot of churches are closed or, you know, they have strictly gone virtual. Right. Uh, But like you said before, a lot of them are doing Zoom connections. You can also connect to other men through Facebook or other social media. And I think it's really important to to get outside your comfort zone and, and be intentional on that. And I think that's really important is just being intentional with your relationships, because God is going to bring in people in your life, that's going to help you finish your journey. And I think that's really important. You know, in your your conversation with other men, um, what what do you think is the biggest struggle in in their spiritual journey in terms of, you know, finishing the path that God has sent them on? What do you think is the biggest struggle?
1: That's a really good question. Um, it would obviously depend on the person because we each yeah. travel the journey differently, of course. But I would say maybe not having that sense of control. Um, because I mean, our whole life is based on control. I mean, we have a car that can help get us to work on time. We're looking at our watch nine to five or whatever job you have. And then you got to go to the grocery store, get your stuff, you got this, you got this. And then if everything's planned out, or you have a sense of control, then you're good. But we know life is not like that. Life is a roller coaster. You're going to have yeah. the ups and downs. You're going to have injuries. You're going to have doctor's bills and all this stuff that's unexpected. So I think the frustrating part about being a Christian for some men anyways, is that there's a degree of faith and we don't, people don't like the word faith because it means you have to take the control out of your own hands and put it in someone else's, which is a scary, scary thought, but yeah, what, I love about Christianity is that there are so many times in my life where I have had that faith the size of a mustard seed even and see what God has done with it and I accomplished things there's no way I would have done without God just like getting my PTA license that was a total God thing or meeting my wife that was a total God thing or being part of the church I am now and making some friends there and community that again is a total God thing so even though it may be tough to give up that control and say, Hey, you know what? It's not me anymore. It's you, God. Things open up that would not have opened up if you would have kept to yourself. So even though some things may be sacrificed, there are other things that will be brought to light and those things are worth sacrificing the other things for.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, we're talking about um, spiritual grit and just finishing because to be gritty you know being a christian is gritty it's it's not all roses it's not all pretty it's probably uh it's it's very difficult because you're you're going to face obstacles you're going to face setbacks nothing is going to be perfect and and i think a lot of people lose their faith because things get hard or like i don't i just i don't understand what's going on and so how would you describe spiritual grit in the context of being a finisher, just finishing the journey God has uh, set you on?
1: Um, I would say to me, the journey of faith is kind of like a marathon in a way. That's why I love how Paul described, I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I've kept the faith and marathons, even though it's an individual event, is team-based and community-based in a way. And that there's a runner, there's people every mile making sure you have water. Um, Most of the runners, the elite runners have family there or someone running with the American flag going, yeah, go, go. (laughs) And... To me, that's what spiritual grit is, is taking those steps, even when it's hard. And that's why community, again, is so important because you need those people Mm -hmm. that give you the water, that refresh you. You need the people that encourage you. You need the people that will pray for you and support you. But at the same time, you can get supported and prayer for all you want. In order to complete that race, that marathon, you still have to take the steps yourself. No one's going to pick you up and go from point A to point B. Because if you take a taxi from the beginning to the end of the finish line, yeah, you finished the race, but there's no satisfaction in that. So if you run that whole race, that spiritual grit, that growth that you get, even in the hard times, when you finish that race and you look back and see what God brought you through and who brought you through it, not only does it encourage you, it makes you want to help others run that same race to help them finish their goal. So yeah, I just think it's a cool process, and grit definitely takes time. It takes effort, but it definitely makes you a stronger person and a stronger Christian in the long run.
0: Oh, absolutely! Mm-hmm. When you were just talking about uh, taking the shortcut, remind me of that um, episode of The Office
1: where <laughs> they're all running, and
0: and Stanley and a couple of other guys go and get into the taxi, and they just go to the ends. You know, they try to take the shortcut. While everybody <laughs> else is running, and. You know they're sweaty, and you know, and uh, Michael Scott ends up you know, vomiting everywhere. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I remember that episode, that was such a good episode. And Pam and Michael just walk the whole way, which is yeah. just, and they go to a state sale. I'm like, oh, that was that was such a good episode.
0: Oh, it was a really good episode, but <laughs> it's it's a really good uh, analogy in our Christian faith because there is no shortcut, there's right. absolutely no shortcut. Um, but yeah our community plays a big role in our spiritual journey. You need it. You need people to, to give you the water or you need a fellow runner to encourage you to keep going. Or, you know, you have people around you, your, your family that just constantly encourage you to keep going. And I think that is really important because it would be really difficult for a marathon runner to run. If there's nobody around them, there's no motivation. There's just nobody to encourage you. And they just would give up, you know, right. what's the, you know, what's the point. And, And I think that's really important for Christians to understand that to be a finisher, you need a community and it's going to be very difficult and just do not give up. If Mm -hmm. you're having setbacks, lean into your community. That's what they're there for. So, you know, what advice would you give to a fellow Christian man who is facing setbacks in their journey?
1: I'm sorry. Could you repeat Ah. that?
0: Yeah. I was going to say, uh, so what advice would you give a fellow Christian man who is currently facing setbacks in their journey? What would you say to them?
1: Um, I think the first thing that's most important is just listen to them. I think a mistake I've made in trying to help others is trying to force my own ideals and my own journey on someone else. Mm -hmm. And I've learned that each person has their own unique journey. Um, For instance, I took a class, a small group called the journey and we were, one of our projects was to write out our testimony or a journey path in 10 to 12 pages. Mm -hmm. And there were seven people there and all seven were different. And I think it's important to understand why someone is struggling because that could be different for me, for you, for anybody and then listen to them and then relate their struggles to the bible as the foundation say yeah you're struggling with this have we read our bible have we or just say hey i kind of understand what you're going through let me try to help you out let's look at the bible and see how god can help us out and then just pray with them just say because like i said community is sometimes hard and there are days that it's going to be tough there are days during that run that you do not want to take another step you want to take steps backwards And even though it's a struggle, I would say, just say, it's going to take time. It's going to take patience. It's going to take time to build that grit, like you said, but it's going to be worth it. And when that person overcomes that, you can celebrate with them in that joy and help them grow. And then in turn, you grow as well. So it's a, it's a win-win from that perspective.
0: Oh, absolutely. And people got to remember that our journey is for us to grow. God, just like physical therapy, is physically rehabbing our soul, our spirit. And it's not going to be overnight. It's through those journeys, through the through our our adversity is how he builds us. Like he said before, you got to find joy in that. I know that's hard to find joy in those setbacks, but there's a purpose for that setback. He is building you up to achieve something great later on. You know, just like it's very difficult to see how the first Iron Man movie was going to lead to the End Game, who would have thought it would have, from Iron Man to endgame was even going to happen? But that is, that is the, the beauty of being a Christian, is just seeing how something small tinkering in a, a cave will lead to one of the most epic battles of all time, and that
1: is what it means to be
0: a Christian. So, uh, I, I,
1: I think that's great. I just want to add one point yeah. to that. And you probably know this, but um, the end of Avengers Endgame, after all the credits, there's a noise that happens. It's like this clinking uh-huh. of iron. And I'm, I, I never noticed it before until I watched it about a couple months ago. And I looked online at what that clinking was, and it was Iron Man in the cave making the first suit. So actually going back to the foundation of what the Marvel universe was based on, just like after we complete our journey, we look back at God and see what he helped bring us through. So I just thought that was a really cool callback at the end credits there that can be applied to our own Christian walk.
0: And it's just, it is amazing
1: because it's a full journey, like from, from with
0: Tony Stark being a selfish, you know, billionaire who cared only about himself to eventually, and I'm sorry if I'm spoiling this if you haven't watched it.
1: <laughs> oh, it's been a couple um, years. It's yes,
0: <laughs> yeah. To giving his life up to save the world. Mm-hmm. I mean that that's what being a Christian is. He turned a selfish person. He 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 forged your heart to being something new, setting you on a journey to glorify God, and I, I'm sure that's, you know, Kevin Feige and the MCU world did not mean it to be a Christian allegory, but no. it is a ca- Christian allegory, in my opinion. So it is. <laughs> so, uh, so Dan, that story uh tell me a little bit about your podcast. So that's everybody uh, who's listening can uh, check you out.
1: Um, Sure thing. Uh, my podcast is called Finish last. And it's a show where we focus on a live like Jesus in the modern world. I try to take um things that Jesus said back about 2000 years ago and how they still relate to our times today. And it's mostly an interview show. So I have a lot of guests on there and each episode we focus on a scriptural foundation. So that could be a certain verse. And then we use a real world example. If I'm doing a solo episode, I relate it to something in the community or something that's going on. If I have a guest, they are the real world example. So that's the exciting part to make it more relatable. And then each, uh, Episode I have a challenge where we take the scripture and then we find ways to make it applicable in our lives and to help grow our faith. And it's just been an amazing, amazing process. I'm going through this. I actually started the podcast when I was not working back in May. Uh, I felt a God, a big calling to do it. And that's when I got connected to the community of podcasting, which is an amazing, amazing community. Everyone mm. is so awesome and they're very helpful and encouraging, just like how a community should be. So that's, that's yeah. why I partially love it <laughs> as well. And uh, if you want to get connected, um, I'm pretty much in all podcast platforms. I'm the two most popular that people listen on mine are Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And then I also have a website, uh, www.finishlastpodcast.com. And on there, anyone that's a guest on my show, I've created my own mini community. There's a guest link. It has all the guests I've had, the real world example verse that was linked to them, as well as some resources about that certain person. So I've had pastors, I've had entrepreneurs, uh, I've had authors, and I've had teachers. I mean, I've had people who write blogs about um helping women struggle with um infertility and child loss and things like that. So it's just been fascinating watching this community grow and seeing how big... The Christian community actually can get if we just take that one step. Um, I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, just under Finish Last Podcast. So, And if you want to connect, I'd be more than welcome to talk with you and have you a, a wonderful part of the Finish Last community.
0: Yeah, everybody uh, check them out. And um, thank you, Dan, uh, for joining us today on the podcast. And I want to remind everybody to be strong, be courageous, and never back down. Thank you for listening to the Frontline Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. If you want to spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe too. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other podcast platforms. Also, be sure to check out other Warcry Network podcasts on warcrynetwork.com. Thanks for listening.